Hey guys, welcome back to another week uh, here at Hit or Quit Podcast. We're coming off a very low average game week, only 45 points. That being said, we have to give a special shout out to Trevor. Good menu 11. He's currently top of our league. He got 73 points this week. Um, And I have to say, big respect. I mean, the guy... I'm looking at his team right now, and holy, holy shit, like, great calls. Tony Hattrick was unbelievable. And even his bench but did well. Yeah, Trevor's a buddy of mine, and I know he listens to these pods, so I, I had to give him this shout-out this week as well. Um, he's had McAllister for two weeks, and McAllister had a 10-pointer and a 14-pointer. And if you saw that goal that was disallowed, he could have had even more. So that pick definitely pissed me off seeing him gloat about that all week. And then Tony, I mean, Tony was sensational, dude. Like, watching this guy, like, he could have had four goals. He scored a free kick. I didn't know he had that in his locker. That free kick was amazing. You see that shit? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, the penalty, of course. He, we all know he's on fans and the, the third goal. And then, I mean, the other thing Trevor wanted me to speak about a little bit was that he's had Nick Pope since the first week. And I, he, know, he was mentioning that everyone's kind of hopping on his bandwagon now because I got him in this week which was like a really surprising, like nice transfer for me because I got 12 points out of it. And I was really questioning between him and Trippier. But like, shout out to Trevor. He chose a good keeper all season with Nick Pope. I mean, I think he was the only one in our league to have him for the longest time. And now just the two of us. So got to give him props for his due. McAllister was a really good pick too. And then the rest of the team, he had, he had Holland captain. He got the captaincy right this week. Uh, and then between uh, Tony and, and Pope, and McAllister, he got a nice 73-point week in a week that everyone did really shit. And uh, that includes you and I, Io. I mean, I got only 42 points, and uh, I think you got a little worse than me too. Yeah, I got 34, so I'm very unhappy. Yeah. What went wrong for you this week? No one returned. I mean, and I mean, the worst part of it is Salah hasn't been returning. I'm really considering taking him out. I don't know what to do. Uh, cause just, he's let me down so many times as captain as well. Like, yeah, he got two assists in that one game, but like the guy is just, he doesn't look hot. I mean, in general, he doesn't look the he doesn't look like the threat that he had in the past. And for 13 million, I'm just, I'm starting to get really, really frustrated with him. So it, it, it might be time to take him out. But, I mean, just in general, nobody returned. My only return this week was Holland's goal and an assist from Neko Williams. So, I mean, I was definitely happy I started Neko Williams. But that would have been the difference of two points at the end of the day. I mean, no one else returned for me. Yeah, I, I know you're not alone in this. A lot of people went through similar shit this week. And uh, Mo Salah is definitely something we need to talk about because I feel like a broken record. But every week I'm like, how could I sell him before this fixture, right? And what was at home on paper? A great fixture. But so was Bournemouth at home. And they put nine in and he didn't contribute shit. So, like, you're right. Salah hasn't looked hot at all. And it's definitely something that has to be taken very seriously. I mean, I'll be honest and, and uh, upfront about my own tactics. But I, I'm probably going to wildcard next week. I, I'm, I took a bit of a punt transfer this week. And I'm thinking of wildcarding for game week eight. And there, at this point, there's a. I think I'm leaning 90% of not having Salah in my team because 
it just the value isn't there for me right now. And I, I obviously I want to get Holland in on this wild card, which maybe goes without saying. And I just don't see myself captaining anyone else like going forward. So I mean, if I'm not captaining Salah, why would I have him sitting there for 13 million when I could fill my team with value everywhere else? You know, like it's definitely something everyone will think about. I mean, if he scores a hat trick against Wolves, maybe it'll change my mind. So you never know, right? Like it's still Mo Salah. We all know what he's capable of, but. You're right. Like it is very frustrating, and it's. Re- I think it's really reasonable at this point to consider getting rid of him, especially considering Holland's form. Absolutely, I yeah. completely agree. Um, I'll talk about my team real quick. I mean, I I spoke about it last week. My dilemma between Captain Kane and Holland. I mean, sorry, Kane or Salah, and uh, I ended up going with Salah. <laughs> Because I got a little scared because of his ownership and everything. And fuck, man, I I get it wrong every week. I don't know how I've done this like six weeks in a row. But so Salah just let us down so many times now. Right, but then and then Kane let me down in that first week when Salah went off. Right, so like, fuck, dude. Like Kane got another goal, and Kane is just so consistent, getting one goal, getting all the bonus, and having a nice healthy nine pointer. You know, it's never like those Holland halls, but it's never those like blanks either. He's just been kind of consistently getting between that like seven to nine point range every single week, which I don't know what to make of that. And definitely like something I want to have to consider like going into the wild card, like whether I value that in my team or not. But yeah, I should have captain Kane. Fuck yeah, I didn't. It is what it is. He got the same points as Holland. So at least that was that. But uh, didn't captain him. And then blanks all around the board otherwise like i mean jesus blank i mean united fucking we'll, we'll get into that later uh Foden blank <laughs> we have luis diaz with another blank martinelli with the blank although he scored that fucking goal that got disallowed which had me like jumping out of my seat but fuck it reese james and cucurella disappoint yet again and these two are becoming a real pain in my ass as well. Like right up there with Salah, Cucurella has seems to have been one of the worst transfers of my season this 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 year. I also started Nico Williams, so that was a nice little four pointer, <laughs> just to like give me a little bit of serotonin this week. But yeah. I mean, yeah, again, it wasn't really worth shit, especially when Bailey first on my bench got eight points. Fuck Bailey for that, because of course the week he plays City, he fucking scores a goal. And it was a great fucking goal too. You got to give it to him. Like that was uh, Aston Villa played really great. I mean, another thing we'll get into. But last but not least, Nick Pope got me a twelve pointer, which kind of hard carried my week, like the highest score in my week. I would have never in a million years thought to captain him. But I mean, considering he was my one transfer this week, and I was deciding between him and like Trippier, and I was very nervous to not have Trippier. Fuck, like Pope getting me twelve points definitely worked out in my favor. So I have to be grateful for that. Um, yeah, that's my team. This next week, there's, I, I would say this next week is a lot of the same of what we see in this first six. Like a lot of the big teams have good fixtures, but when we're going into this game week eight and nine area, there's huge fixture swings coming for like all the big teams. So I'm no, I'm sure I'm not the only one considering a wild card right now. And I was curious if you've thought about it a little bit, Ayo. I have thought about it, but... I am currently assessing, and the truth is I don't feel a need for it right now because I have two free transfers at the moment. And if I do choose to take Salah out, that gives me a lot of freedom to get two good midfielders because I also want to take Neto out because he's just not returned all season, and now he's playing the two hardest fixtures of the season. So he's coming out of my team one way or another this week. But um, so 
because I have those two free transfers and the potential to take Salah out, I do feel like I have a lot of freedom and there's not much need for me to do a wild card. However, if I, I, I don't feel like I need to make a big change, but the truth is like, I do feel like all across the board, I could make a change. So this would be a good time to do a wild card. If you want to change your strategy, if you want to try something new, or if you, if you do feel like I can make four changes and be happy with that team, if you're happy with making four changes and you feel like you're going to have a stronger squad going, for, going now, from now to the World Cup, then I do think it's a good time to wild card. But me personally, I'm not sure if this is the moment for me just yet. That's really fair. I mean, anytime between now and gaming 12, 13, I think you could still make get a lot of value out of a wildcard. Even if you wildcard just for like the end of this little period between 13 and 16, like utilizing it and focusing in on those specific players with those fixtures, can, there could be a lot of value in that. So I know a lot of people get nervous about holding the wildcard too long, but I don't think that's necessarily should be stressful. I mean, it completely depends on your team. My team, I looked at it for gaming eight. I liked it. I looked at it for gaming nine. I didn't like it. So for me, that's like, okay, this is my opportunity to like try and pick up some rank, try and change some things. But I mean, there's a lot to be considered. For example, like game week nine, there'll be a international break, right? So obviously higher chance of injuries, maybe some like players getting arrested. You never know what might be happening. So maybe game week nine, if you get a lot of news, you don't necessarily have to like have it planned. You can decide last second, like maybe I have a wildcard now because of the events of the international break, right? But obviously, it's preferable to know if you are planning to wildcard. Because, I mean, for me, that's what I'm kind of going with. I decided that I will wildcard game week eight. And that's giving me an opportunity here for game week seven to take a punt. And that's kind of exactly what I did. Because I'm like, it's only one week. So I took out Phil Foden, who's playing Spurs. And I got in Sinistera. And it didn't have to be Sinistera. I, liked, I really liked his goal in his last game. I liked how he's looking. Leeds have zero defense. So I know they're going to rely a lot on their goal scoring to get points. So... I'm expecting big things from Sinistero, but I mean, again, I, it didn't necessarily have to be him. The whole point was just to get somebody who could, it's like a punt, like, you know, a classic FPL punt. And Phil Foden, again, like I didn't expect much from him against Spurs, but Sinistero was one option for me. Rashford is someone I really considered for a long time because we, we all saw what happened in that United-Arsenal game. United look good, dude. They look, they've, they've sorted their shit out. And I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about that too. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. <laughs> Should we go into it? Yeah, tell us how how did that how did you uh what did you take out of that game? Well, I mean that game was great. We played incredibly well. We played super well. I mean, and we took our chances. That was the important thing. We took our chances. Now I'm gonna say this about United, because we've seen it before, and I think we're starting to see it now. I mean, of course, there's a lot of good stuff to say. I mean, defensively, we're better. We're more, compo we're more composed, right? But when we played against Leicester and the other weak team, I forgot who it was now, we only scored one goal. And against Liverpool and Arsenal, we scored two and three. So what I'm... Our United's problem a lot of the times is when they play against these weaker teams that sit back and they exploit 
the big teams, when they sit back and they hit them on the counterattack because we have a great counterattacking team. Now, I'm not saying getting a United asset right now is a bad idea. I'm just saying that's something to keep in mind. Unless they really do start improving going forward and start being more able to break teams down. And a big part of that, I also think, might be the introduction of Antony. I mean, we saw him start already against Arsenal, so there's no reason why he shouldn't start again. He obviously played well. He scored a goal. I mean, definitely Rashford is one of the more, more I mean, people might feel more comfortable with that just because, you know, he's Premier League proven and all that. But if United do start picking up that momentum, I think Anthony might be a great differential. And you were speaking about get now is a good time to punt. That is a real punt option for me. And something I'm highly considering right now. That's that's really that's a really valid point because I I I I definitely consider the same thing. I mean, I was I was kind of stuck between Anthony. Uh, Rashford and Sancho when I was first deciding who I wanted to punt on. That was my that was where my brain went because it was obviously fresh after the United game just ended. I was very excited. I'm like, I'm excited for this next game week. I want to do something. And I was thinking about those three players. I'm like, oh, which one would I want to go for? And then I think I, some of my thinking was very similar to what you kind of outlined, which is like Palace is a type of team that would kind of make it things very difficult for United because Arsenal went for it. They're an attacking team. It gave United that potential, that opportunity to to hit them on the counter. And like you said, a lot of their success is kind of based on like how they're defending really much better at this point. Dalo looks super good, by the way. Like every game I watch him, he's, he's like putting in man of the match level performances. So shout I, out to you. I, yeah, I'm, I've had him since the beginning. I mean, he's obviously right. still at 4.4. So there's been a price decrease. But I mean, I think, I think something, I think like, it was very obvious United were public about it. They wanted to get a right back. And I think he felt that. And he's been trying to earn. I mean, he has the first spot, but like he's trying to earn the right to keep that spot from someone else coming into the club. So I'm super happy right now with Yoga Dello. Uh, I'm not taking him out. That's one thing. Because the other thing I love about Dello, I mean, he's no Trent, he's no Reese James, but. He does go forward a lot. So there is always still a potential for him to get an attacking return. So for that price range, I mean, if you don't have Delo, I think that's definitely someone you should have in your team at this point. Yeah, no, you're so right. At 4.4, like very intriguing. Another thought I had on my wildcard is that like there's a lot of cheap defenders emerging. You look at Fofano just moved to Chelsea, another 4.4 level million defender. So the Big at the back might be going out of style a little bit, but I mean, that's I, um, something to revisit. I, I actually really considered getting Fofana when he signed for Chelsea and it would have, he was 4.4 at the time and it would have been easy. The low for Fofana, but Chelsea don't look good. I mean, <laughs> come on. They just lost champions league tonight. So yeah. for me, it's not a time to double up on Chelsea. If you want to get the, if you want to maybe invest somewhere else, I don't, I wouldn't be against doing a Reese James to Fofana. Mm. You do save a lot of money on a defender there, but to double up, I mean, 
you got Kukureya when you had Reese James. And how's that been for you? Yeah, we all know how that's been going. <laughs> that's been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Doubling up on them every week. And um, I mean, that kind of goes into one of my headaches for this week, which is that um, in the Champions League, it was Chilwell who started and Kukuria came off the bench. So I'm considering that Kukuria will probably start this Fulham game. And uh, I have Trent, obviously, I want to start this week. Then I have Reese James, who I kind of have to start, I think, against Fulham. And then I have to decide between Kukurea and so I double up and put both my eggs in Chelsea's basket or I trust Diego Dalo to start again against Palace. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, I know it's a bit of a fallacy to think this way, but like I keep thinking how Chelsea keep failing me with these clean sheets since I've had the fucking double defense. They always can see that one pesky goal. I'm like, maybe I should get rewarded double, right? And start both my Chelsea defenders. But I honestly think I'm leaning a lot more to starting Dalo. And a big part of that is because Chelsea's ass. And then the other part of that is that Mitrovic is a problem, dude. Dude will not stop scoring goals. And I, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, he is a problem. I don't think Fulham is a good defensive fixture anymore. Like, I really just don't see it that way. No, no. I mean, I definitely see Chelsea winning. They do need some sort of comeback. But it won't be easy. And I do see Fulham scoring. I mean... They're building, they've built, I mean, they've signed some great players. I mean, Andreas Pereira as well looks really dangerous for, full, uh, for Fulham. And he's kind of their creative outlet. And Mitrovic, I mean, it goes without saying, the guy has six goals in six games. I don't think any of us were expecting that when the season started. So, yeah, that's, so that's the thing, though, with you. Like, you're in a tricky situation because you have Reese James and Kukureya, who are both very let's say that they can both get attacking returns so it's kind of tricky because like you never know it can it could always be one or the other on any given day so if you had Reese James and Fofana maybe you don't mind so much benching Fofana but like the odds of him scoring versus the odds of Reese James getting a goal or assist are much lower but if but I still don't think it's the right time to double up on Chelsea but so that's why I, f- I feel like you're in a very tricky situation for me I would almost just get rid, rid of one of them and you can then if you w- I mean for funness I mean it's a very attractive asset I'm not gonna lie but if you think Fulham are gonna score against Chelsea there's no point of replacing a Chelsea defender for a Chelsea defender no, you can either totally right. get the you can you can get the low or I mean even Malasia or you can even look at some of the Arsenal defenders. I mean, I think there's a lot more value elsewhere at the moment. Definitely right. something to keep an eye on. Right. No, for sure. And, I mean, we're talking about a lot of these big teams, but, I mean, one thing we have to talk about is the fixture swings that are going on right now. Another team that everyone should have their radars on is Newcastle. Their fixtures look so fucking good for the next few weeks, and they're playing really well. So I know Trippier should be on everyone's radar. Nick Pope as well, obviously, who just just continues to do really well, gets save points every single game, essentially. And then you look at, like, their strikers, you look at Isaac, right? And um, you can look in the midfield, too. Like, Newcastle's a very exciting team for me right now. And another team that, like, I don't know if many people will concur, <laughs> but well, I watched that City uh, and Villa game, and I was so impressed by Villa, dude. Like, they look like they've turned shit around for real, which is, like, they started the season so bad. But that first half, they fucking, like, did not give City a sniff, right? 
And that second half, they conceded. And I was like, okay, maybe now they'll fall to shit and they'll just start like conceding goals left and right. City will have a feast. But nah, they fucking fought so hard that game and they fought back. And like, you can tell they're like fighting for the manager. They care about Gerard. And you can see Bailey like getting that faith rewarded him in him to start another game in a row. He, he looked hungry and he played well and he scored that goal. And I mean, that comes into my, comes back into my benching headache because the original plan was to bench Bailey this week because I've been like just kind of keeping him on my bench until I wildcard. That was kind of the plan. But now I'm like, I have to start Bailey. That's why I have to decide between Kukurea and, and Dalo because Bailey's playing Southampton next. And I really feel that this Aston Villa squad might be a little invigorated right now. And if you are looking for some punts, I think Aston Villa is another team to look at them in. Like if you're looking for a few weak punts, you can look at the likes of Watkins. You can look at, um, I wouldn't go with Coutinho right now because I'm not sure if he's even starting every game, but I would definitely look at Watkins. I would definitely look at Bailey because at that price point, now he's lost so much value. Now, I mean, lost so much uh, price, his value has increased substantially, I think. And I think he will continue to start because it really worked what, what him and Watkins had going up front. And then even their defenders, like, I mean, I know they've hurt me already this season. And I know they might hurt again, but Luca Dean and <laughs> Matty Cash, like, Villa have some good fixtures and I expect big things from them. So, I mean, just a couple teams to shout out were Villa and Newcastle, who I thought um, both have looked really good recently. And, like, if you're looking to move away from the template and try and take some punts, like, I really like both those teams as options. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, I've been <laughs> just looking at it now. I haven't been given... I have, I have not been giving Newcastle the credit they deserve, to be honest, for this season. And for me, Alexander Isaac is a great option from that Newcastle side because they do look more creative. The only sort of drawback at the moment is that, say, Maximin is injured. But they do, do look like a very strong side, a, mid, a, a good, strong mid-table team for sure. Someone who can potentially scare someone for Europa League or Conference League. But um, the thing is doing to me right now is that like I'm now really considering doing a wild card. Yeah, I, I can totally see where that's coming from. I think a lot of things are changing. I mean, Liverpool assets, something everyone has in mind. Because after this, this Wolves game, I mean, they have Chelsea and then they have City coming up and then they have Arsenal. So like, and the way they're playing, it just it's it's very easy to convince yourself to go like with zero or one Liverpool asset. I think Luis Diaz, for example, I think a lot of people will be transferring him out very soon. Because I mean, you think about the fact that Jota's back, Firmino's uh, Firmino's fit, Nunez is starting again. Like Diaz might not be this guaranteed minutes guy that he has been thus far. I mean, I still expect him to start this Wolves game. I mean, we'll get more information tomorrow when we see who Liverpool line up with in the Champions League, but. Diaz could easily lose a spot to Jota. It's not out of the question. Like Jota was the more proven player last season. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of potential to shift things around. And if you are brave and you're willing to like risk it all on a wild card, I think people could really like take these opportunities to catch up. And I mean, that's how I'm kind of thinking about it. I need it. And like, I don't know. That's kind of what, I mean, I went for the Sinistera transfer and like a lot of it's like, it's like, I need a punt right now. It's like an opportunity for me to like really do something because Sinistera looks good. He's playing Nottingham at home next, by the way. Nottingham's defense, shambolic. 
they blew a 2-0 lead to Bournemouth. So, I don't know. I really like that punt. Usually in the past, punts don't tend to work out great for me. But fuck it, you have to try, right? You got to shoot your shot. So, that's how I'm feeling about that. I'm, I'm also, like, I'm excited about a wild card because I want to maybe potentially triple up on Newcastle. I want to maybe get some uh, Villa players. Another guy I'm thinking about, Jared Bowen. I know he hasn't performed yet this season, but West Ham's fixtures are turning heavy and he's pri- his price is going all the way down to 8.2. So it's he's another guy I'm looking at. Like this guy was one of the best players in FPL last season. Is he going to keep being shit after seven weeks? I don't know. West Ham are getting healthy. They're playing, they're playing better. That's another player I have my eyes on. So a lot of guys like kind of floating around my watch list at this moment. And like, I'm seeing a lot of potential for like breaking the template stepping away from all the usual guys. I mean, probably also I need to get Holland in. <laughs> That's definitely an urgent thing for me because I've gone a little too long without Holland now. So I don't know. For me, I really think a wild card is in, in the works. And I I don't know about you. I, I, I'm sure you have a lot to think about. But um, for me, it's I think I'm, I'm almost guaranteed that I will play it in game week eight. And I think a lot of the players I just mentioned will probably be in my team. I just feel for like the first time in a long time that I want strikers more than anything else. I mean, I feel like it's been very midfield heavy the last few years. And for the first time in a while, we have strikers who are really scoring goals this year. I mean, you have Tony, Holland, Kane, Mitrovic, Jesus. Welbeck hasn't been doing too shabby either. I mean, it's so I feel like I'm trying to get more strikers in and I don't have enough spots for them. And I'm not so focused on getting a midfielder. But um, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to use my wild card this week. Um, and I, I think it's going to happen because I, I see value in it right now. Yeah, I think that's that's a really fair like analysis to have because... The three at the front, I imagine, will be a very popular formation in a couple of weeks' time once everyone starts hopping on. So if you if you beat everyone to it, I mean, you look at Trevor at the top of the table table right now. He took a took a punt on Tony, right? You look at everyone who's been holding on to Mitrovic throughout the bad fixtures, like the quote unquote bad fixtures, where he's scoring against Spurs. He could easily score against Chelsea. Like you look at obviously Holland. You look at Kane. Like 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 you said, Isaac. Like. A formation chained is a is actually a really good reason to wildcard. Cause when you're thinking about premiums and shit, like it's really hard to change a formation. Cause it's like, are you gonna justify using two transfers just to switch from like, I don't know, Luis Diaz and a player to Mitrovic and a player? Like that's two transfers, and you're really only switching one player, right? And you're getting two like four point fives to like balance it out. But if you're wildcarding, then you can really start justifying those things and you can start bringing in like all the players that you want in, in whatever formation that you desire. And like, I don't know, I, I'm thinking if I wildcard, I'm def- almost definitely have three up front. I think that's almost like goes without saying right now for me because all these options look like so much value. So a lot to think about. Uh, I think Spurs are going to be definitely a difficult thing for me to figure out. Cause I know Kane and Son, like Kane in particular has been going off. Son is like one of those players I expect to regress to the mean, right? Like he's too good of a player to keep blanking as well. So like, if I'm trying to take punts, trying to catch up another guy, I have to consider. So Son and Kane, 
Spurs are playing well. Two players I would definitely have on my mind. But also, again, I have to think, like, am I going to captain anyone except Holland once I get Holland in? Because Holland is just inevitable, dude. He's starting every game. Just now in the Champions League, again, he started. He went off at 70th, at the 70th minute. There's a good chance he might start again this week. Again, I mean, he will, I mean, he definitely will start. He's playing Spurs. And then, yeah, like, no, he will. I don't imagine him getting arrested anytime soon, to be honest, because he just keeps his minutes just keep getting managed every single game. He hasn't played more than like 70 minutes because he hasn't had to. So I think I was definitely wrong about Holland to start the season. I don't think his rotation risk isn't anywhere near where I perceived it to be. I mean, I think we both underestimated him, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, him I'm in sure. was the best decision I've made so far this season. <laughs> right. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. And then, I mean, another team you have to talk about, Arsenal, right? Because their fixtures are also getting a lot worse very soon. And, like, I mean, a lot of us have been tripled up on Arsenal. I was tripled up until this week where I took out Ramsdale. And their next two fixtures are pretty good. They have Everton and then Brentford. But then in the next few weeks, they play Spurs and Liverpool and City in the next four. So, I mean, do we trust Arsenal? I don't, I don't know if we all trust their defense at this point because their defense has been kind of, like, vulnerable this whole season. And then their offense, I mean, you look at someone like Martinelli, great value still at his price point if he continues starting, which I think he will. But um, is Jesus someone who is, I mean, it's crazy because we came into the season with him 80% owned. But is that someone that we should all consider getting rid of now? Because like, like you said, there's so many other strikers that are performing well at even cheaper price points. And like, I don't know. I really think it's a good couple of weeks to wildcard for these all these reasons because there's a lot of fixture swifts. And it's a lot of opportunity with like formation changes and with like low, low priced players. Yeah, I all I'm gonna say is I don't think Jesus is like I don't I I don't think we should take him out. Um, like just because just because they lost to United doesn't mean you should take it. Arsenal Arsenal are playing really well. They're still playing really really well. They're playing Everton at home next. Jesus should be a captaincy option, not someone you think about taking out right now. Then they play Brentford. Then they play Spurs and Liverpool, which is okay. It's a bit more difficult. But I think Jesus, for the, I think Arsenal haven't had a player up top like Jesus with personality, with, uh, who's like, Aubameyang for the longest time wasn't a threat. Maybe at Chelsea, things can change. But we're talking about his time at Arsenal. So, for me, Jesus is still a must-keep. I think you have to have faith in him. I mean, he scored two games ago. Yeah, maybe some of us were expecting him to have a, maybe one or two more goals at, by this point. He's only scored three goals in six games. But if there's a time to do it, it's at Everton. No, you're right. I mean, I think that's one of the big reasons I'm not wildcarding this week, and I'm holding it for next. Because I think I want to hold on to my Arsenal players. I want to hold on to my Liverpool players for this Wolves game. And I think that's what's kind of keeping me going. But um, you're right. Like, Jesus could very much be that talisman that Arsenal needed and could score in those big games. I think that's definitely something that needs to be considered before, like, just rushing to take him out. And, I mean, you mentioned that he's a captaincy option. I want to quickly, like, discuss that really quick. Because, um, I mean, it seems like Salah's the obvious captain this week. I mean, Kane, Son, Holland, they're all playing each other. Um, 
it leaves Salah against Wolves at home. It seems obvious, but I know you've expressed that you're getting some mistrust in Salah, and I'm sure you're not the only one. So I don't know. How are you feeling about captaincy this week? Well, it depends what I do with my team, to be honest. As it stands, I have it on Salah because I haven't changed it. But honestly, like, at the moment, I'd rather put it on Jesus or Holland over Salah. Damn, okay. You think you could see yourself captaining Jesus over Salah this week? Yeah, definitely. Shit, okay. I mean, that's definitely some opportunity for you to, like, catch up rank, especially because a lot of people are getting rid of Jesus this week. Or not that I would agree with it, but I saw in the, in the rankings, like, he's losing a lot of... Uh, I'm getting a lot of transfers out. So a good captain to Jesus could be huge this week. Holland, you would you captain Holland against Spurs? Of course. I mean, he's he's gonna start and he could definitely get two goals. I mean, there's no reason why he can't. I mean, of course, his run could end, but for lack of other options, let's say. Kane is not a captaincy option this week for me. And if you're someone who's convinced that Salah is not going to do it, either you go for another, either you go for a Liverpool differential, you can go for Trent, you can go for Luis Diaz, you can go for Nunez or Firmino if you're ballsy enough to start one of them. But other than that, if it's not a Liverpool asset, I'm not captaining, I'm not going to captain anyone from United. And so that leaves me with Jesus and Holland. Even De Bruyne, if, you're, if you have De Bruyne. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I personally don't want to be anywhere near that City-Spurs game just because I know those games can always be a little weird. Like Spurs seem to catch City off guard kind of every season. But um, I don't know. I just, at City, I've also been playing really well, so I don't want to captain a Spurs player. I don't know. I think I will definitely captain Salah this week. I mean, I know I might live to regret those words, but I just, I... I I can't give up on him. Like, he's still Mo Salah. And uh, Wolves at home, like, Wolves are not the best team this season. I mean, they've been all right defensively, but Liverpool is still putting up good numbers. I know they're not scoring very well, but their, like, expected goals and shit is really high. So, I think Salah is my captain this week. I'm pretty confident in that. I guess this will be an interesting week for the two of us to find out who comes out on top. So, wishing you the best of luck, bro. Thank you, man. We'll see what happens. <laughs>